the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, the King's Man, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Crazy Rhythm. entitled, When Knighthood Was the Stuff, or Who Wants to Rassle in the Castle. And the curtain has just risen on the third gripping act, where in a gleaming suit of armor, Sir Lancelot is seen talking to the fair Elaine. These two parts we see by the program are taken by Fibber McGee and Molly. Lancelot, do not be so distant. Come up closer to me, fair knight. Ah, sure. Uh, wouldst that thou didst not have to fight the black knight in yon tournament today? I fear me that some harm will perchance come to thou. Say not so, or say not so, fair maid. Methinks I can best this black knight with one eye tied behind me. Verily, Elaine. He is a paluga. A pushover, forsooth. Ah, there speaketh me old true Lancelot. Yea. Remember, I am banking on you, my fair knight. Ah, yes. Bank knight. <laughs> Dost thou not get it, Elaine? Thou said thee are banking on me, and I cometh back with a goodly quip. Ain't funny, Nick Lancelot. <laughs> Gadzooks. I would fain have done better, did not these iron pants cramp at my style somewhat. Listen, my Lancelot. Someone approaches the drawbridge. Is that what that was? <laughs> Could it be the man who comes to our house when Papa's gone away? <laughs> Nay, fair maid, it is the Black Knight. 
And now I must go forth to do battle for thy hand. Hold it now, hold it. For should I fail, must thou perforce be given in marriage to the black knight. <laughs> ah, these are troublous times when a maid must wed against her will. Merlin the magician telleth me that he hath looked into the future unto the time when the shotgun will have supplanted the broadsword to this purpose. <laughs> Merlin, bah, a faker. A reader of tea leaves, forsook. You said it. <laughs> he is always taking an orange pico into the future. <laughs> but I must go forth to bottle, or battle, Elaine. <laughs> Aha! He cometh! It is Sir Throckmorton, the Black Knight of Gildersleeve. Four of them. Oh, Black Knight. Oh. It is I, Sir Lancelot, challenging thou to combat. Oh, yeah. Good day, good night. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Elaine. Speaketh not to the maid of Astolat, Black Knight, until thou hast bested thy opponent, Sir Lancelot, in mortal combat. Yea. Draw and defend thyself, Violet. The word is Violet, McGee. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah. Draw and defend thyself, Barlet. And may the best man win. Two arms, Knave. Two arms. Go to it, Lancelot, me bully boy. Try a left jab with thy broad sword. Verily, ah, it sounded like a boiler factory. I fear me this flake like it's louder than yon armor. None of your tricks now, Gildersleeve. Remember, I'm supposed to win. All right, McGee. We've got to make this look good, otherwise we'll... Oh! Cut that out, McGee. You stuck me. Well, I couldn't help it. You're so darn clumsy. That's all. Well, let me tell you. Oh! <laughs> you stop that stuff, McGee, or I'll bang your iron pajamas into a wad of tinfoil. <laughs> all right, you bangy, but don't give me any more of your lip. <laughs> Heavenly night or day. Look at him go, will you? Now, look here, Lancelot. I've had about enough of this. Combat, Elaine. Wilt marry me? I wilt indeed, brave Lancelot. Ah, do I wilt. What, fair maid? Thou seemest sad. Thy eyes are drooping. What botherest thou? Tell me, Lancelot, hath America yet been discovered? Nay, not until eight centuries hence. Well, then, how canst thou take thy bride to Niagara Falls? <laughs> Go, Molly. Well, I think it was wonderful, dearie. It's the best play you ever wrote, I believe. Oh, Miss McGee, oh, what a wonderful performance, really. Oh, thank you. You were simply marvelous. Oh, sure. oh, and you, Mr. McGee, 
You were simply perfect for the part. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Uppington. <laughs> do you really think so? Oh, I do indeed. The minute I saw you come out on the stage in that costume, I said to myself, how delightfully she portrays a girl of the Middle Ages. Too <laughs> 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 middle-aged, really. <laughs> now, looky here, Mrs. Uppington. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, girls. To lay aside my sword and get sorted, Mrs. Uppington, how about the gate receipts? How do we come out financial help? Oh, splendidly, Mr. McGee. Fine. You know, before we started, the club had a $300 deficit. Now how's the deficit? Oh, now it's $950. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh. The biggest deficit we ever had. Wonderful. Oh, my, I'm so thrilled here, yeah, <laughs> Well, how's the audience reaction, Uppy? Good? Oh, now, I was extremely disturbed about that for a time during the second day. Why, Mrs. Uppington? Well, the steam radiators were hissing so loudly. And when I ran down to turn them off, there were no radiators. <laughs> Don't feel too badly, dearie. You did your best. I'm hurt. (laughs) I really do think you overplayed your part a little when you slapped Mr. Gildersleeve down with your sword. (laughs) That was quite a wallop I gave the old boy, wasn't it? I bet he thought he was playing with Olsen and Johnson and Helmets of Poppin. Oh, 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 here he comes. Oh, look here, McGee. Mr. Gildersleeve, my, you were wonderful as the Black Knight. So realistic, really. I'll say you were, Gildersleeve. I think you've got definite talent. In fact, I, I think you'd make a great character actor if you only had a little more character <laughs> and could act. Is that so? <laughs> well, what was the idea of knocking me cold in the last act? That baseball bat wasn't in the script, McGee. <laughs> well, that was just a sudden inspiration, Gildy. <laughs> Did you see that dent in his helmet, Molly? I that was the biggest depression I've seen since 1929. <laughs> That's enough from you, McGee. Oh, yeah. Take off that armor and meet me man to man. I'll... I'll blitzkrieg you! Oh, here, now, Mr. Gildersleeve. That's okay, Molly. That's the way the little boy wants it. Beat it now, Gildersleeve, and I'll meet you outside in five minutes. Oh, no, you won't. I'm going to wait right here for you. Oh. Why do you two always have to be fighting? Why why don't you patch things up, McGee? When I get through with this guy, they won't even be able to patch him up. Why, I'll... I'll... Let me at him. Let me at him. Hey, where's the dingus that unhooks this armor? Here, McGee, let me help you. Don't you dare touch me. Don't you dare touch me. Not while I'm in this condition. I'll get out of this my own way. Now, how'd I ever get into this thing? Can't you remember, dear? No, I was so busy rehearsing my line. Oh. Maybe this is the way. Oh, Don't come off that way. Quit stalling, you little weasel. You quit rushing me, you big nasty, nasty, nasty sturchum. Oh. <laughs> now, let me see. Oh. Where was that? Well, you poor lad. Is oh. there anything your Molly can do for you, dearie? I guess not. Thanks. Let me try once more. Take the helmet off first, why don't you? Oh, yeah? Why don't I? How do you get it off? Well, mine wasn't even fastened. Maybe yours screws off like a diver's helmet. Here, let me show you. Hey! Oh, get no. off! You're twisting my head around. Yeah. What do you think I am, a poopit? 
The word is puppeteery. Puppet. Huh? Well, whatever it is, I ain't one of them. Dad, Brett, let me think a minute. How can I get this dead rather thing off? Oh, McGee, what are you going to do? Stand here all evening like a can of tomatoes? There's only one thing to do, Molly. I gotta find a blacksmith. You come with me, Molly, and hold this sword over my head. What on earth for? There's a thunderstorm coming up, and in this outfit I need a lightning rod. Oh. <laughs> thrill out of driving a beautiful, shiny new automobile? Then listen carefully to what I'm going to tell you about Johnson's Car New. This startling new product will give you almost the same thrill at a trifling cost. You'll admit that the best polish for any car is a wax polish that protects the beauty of the finish. Now here's a product that both cleans and wax polishes in one easy operation. Eliminates the old-time high cost and hard work. Many car owners write that cleaning and wax polishing took them only about one hour with car new. <clears throat> now, it might take you a little longer if your car is very grimy, but I'll bet you'll end up the job by saying, boy, what a thrill. You just rub car new over your car finish, it dries to a white powder, and you wipe off the powder. There's a minimum of work. So, buy a can of Johnson's Car New tomorrow from your regular wax dealer, auto supply store, or filling station. You'll agree with me. Your car looks like new when you use car new. Harlow. <laughs> well, that's a... 
That's a tough spot you're in, pal. Ah, but those knights of the round table had the right idea at that. How so, Miss Wilcox? Well, they knew that there was nothing like a hard, smooth outer layer of protection. Uh Uh-oh. We will now hear from that polished nobleman, Sir Cassian Walnut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gee, it's true. Johnson's Wax gives floors and furniture a suit of armor that gives them positive protection in the battle against dirt and dust and wear and scratches. Uh, Tell me, Mr. Wilcox, uh, did King Arthur use Johnson's Wax on the round table? Why, he must have, Molly. Johnson's Wax is good for round tables, square tables, coffee tables, card tables, ping-pong tables, kitchen tables, hall tables, night tables, dining tables. Oh, get to the end, Wilcox. Okay, and end tables. Oh. <laughs> Ain't he marvelous, folks? You couldn't dampen that guy's enthusiasm with a fire hose. You sure you don't know where there's a blacksmith shop, Harlow? No, I don't, Fibber. But wait till you read what the newspapers say about that play of yours. Oh. Well, what's that got to do with his getting out of that suit of armor? Plenty. <laughs> He'll feel so small he can crawl out through the visor. Well, good luck, pal. McGee. Huh? Mr. Gildersleeve is still following us. He is? Chuck, if he's got a grudge, why don't he come up to me and fight it out like a man? Oh, now be careful, McGee. Remember, it's his great big bare fist against you and that poor little suit of iron armor. Don't take any chances. Oh, oh there, my dear. Who's your friend in the noisy knickers? Uh, it's me husband, Mr. Boomer. We're looking for a blacksmith to get him out of the armor. Maybe you're the guy we're looking for, Boomer. As Mr. Roosevelt says to Mrs. Farley, how about the loan of your Jimmy for a while? Uh. <laughs> That's very good, Rattle Rompers. Very good. <laughs> I've got exactly the thing for you. You have? Certainly have. Little invention of my own. A little gem can cutter and oyster opener. Guaranteed to open any Pullman window with one smart blow of the glass. Hey, that don't sound bad. Do you think it'll work on me? Why, sleeve garters, one twist of the little gem and you'll come out of that sardine sarcophagus quicker than a rabbit can... Well, quicker than a rabbit can. Try it out, Mr. Boomer. Try it out. This time you've made a sale, I yes. All right, my dear. I have a little gem a can opener right here someplace. Now, what did I do with that little gem? Let me see. Here's a sprig of mint leaf. In case I should encounter a leg of lamb. A little pop gun I use to pop off my pop. Here's a small object no larger than a man's hand. In fact, that's just what it is. <laughs> Looks mighty familiar, too. Well, well, it's mine. But what was it doing in my pocket? Here's a letter that uh, Louis the Lifer asked me to deliver to the governor. Says here, I've been in here for 30 years, and again, Roosevelt and Taft and Dewey are going to run for president. I'd like to get out now, if you'll pardon me. This is where I came in. (laughs) And a check for a small portion of Pilsner. (laughs) Well, well, imagine that. No little gem can opener. Come to think of it, you've done me a good turn, foul fly. What do you mean? I'm going right home and invent the little gem right now. Good day, my dear, and so long to you, demountable drawers. (laughs) 
and sing, we play hooks. We play hooks. Oh, all the day we run and play, we race and turn and roll our hooks along. My name they call Louise. I am the sweetheart of Marie. We live in Gay Paris. We're very bourgeoisie. She, Marie, and me, Louise. We nice folks, but folks scurry. Every day we run and run to bring the teacher present. Ooh, la, la, we very smart and also very pleasant. After school is over, whiz, we do not give a big Shops, Molly. <laughs> what are horses wearing nowadays, anyway? Bedroom slippers? Ah, <laughs> uh, you poor lad. You must be simply worn out dragging around in that pile of scrap iron. We're right near our house. Why don't you go home and lie down a while? Hey, that's not a bad idea, Molly. After I get a rest, maybe I can remember how... Well, hello there, daughter. Who's the rummy in the rivet? <laughs> well, this is Mr. McGee, Mr. Oldtimer. Cheers, eh? How'd you ever get in there, Johnny? <laughs> Just overdid my diet, old-timer. Didn't have enough iron in my system, and now I got too much system in my iron. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't get it. Well, he had to wear this costume in a stage play, Mr. Old-timer. He was very much on his metal, and uh, vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's pretty good, daughter. But that ain't the way I heard it. Oh, dear. The way I heard it, one feller says, tell the feller, 
Say, he says. It won't be long now till all them political candidates start calling each other names over the radio. They were smart, they'd all take a tip from this program and use Johnson's wax and all their platforms. What you mean, says t'other feller? Well, says the first feller, you know what Wilcox says. Dirt can't cling to a Johnson wax surface. <laughs> well, it's commercial, but it's cute. <laughs> Suit a heavy overwear all day? <laughs> well, looks like you'd have to, Mr. Oldtimer. Why? Well, I'm going to make some fudge tonight, and I'll give him 50 cents to come over and roll on the walnut. <laughs> you think it over, Johnny. So long, daughter. <laughs> got more silly notions than a five and ten cent store. <laughs> Boy, am I tired. Man, all day. We're almost home, dearie, and I'll make you a nice cup of tea. And then I look in the classified directory for somebody to get you out of that thing. <laughs> Might be a good idea to start looking under filing systems. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know how I'm... Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, little girl. Hey, I seen you at our play tonight. How'd you like it? Well, I attended the play in my professional capacity of it. What you mean? Well, I'm the dramatic editor of our kindergarten paper, and I have to see all the plays, good, bad, and no difference. Well, professionally then, sis, what'd you think of the underlying premise of our production? The underlying premise? Huh? What'd you think of the show? Oh, well... I have always thought that the days of knighthood was a very romantic period. Oh, yeah, well, what'd you think of my performance? Well, I thought you were a very unromantic, period. <laughs> Don't you think I was pretty impressive in this suit of armor? <laughs> Gee, that's funny. <laughs> that's just what Roy Toops asked me. Oh, he did, eh? Mm -hmm. He asked you uh, what you thought of me in my armor, eh? Sure. And what did you say? <laughs> Oh, come on, Sid. I can take it. <laughs> Flattery don't turn my head. <laughs> What'd you tell Willie Toops about me and my armor? <laughs> Do I have to? Sure. <laughs> well, Go ahead, I, I said confidentially, Willie. Yeah. He clanks. <laughs> I still think she's a midget. <laughs> well, thank goodness for Bob Holmes. Ah, there, McGee. Oh, dear. I've been waiting for you. Oh, my. Oh, so you haven't got that armor off yet, eh? That's a pretty acute observation, Gildersleeve. Now, out of my way before I flatten your arches with these iron oxfords. You're a hard man, McGee. <laughs> Wait till you climb out of that chafing dish. You'll be sorry. Is that so? Yes, that's so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Say, uh, who writes that snappy dialogue for you, boy? <laughs> Is it Noel Coward? Why should I waste any brilliant epigrams on this lowbrow? Well, Come on, Molly, let's... Hey, wait a minute. Wait. Quick, lock the door. 
It's locked. Now, let me see. I take a list of little gadget on the shoulder here. Unhook the front. Slide the helmet back. What? Oh! It's all off. Click the whistle. Boy, is that a relief. Give me the evening paper, Molly. Here. And here's your specs, dearie. But say, look here, McGee. Hmm? If you could take that armor off so easily, why didn't you do it at the theater? What? And get my block knocked off? <laughs> McGee! Have you got that armor off yet? Huh? Oh, yes. I got the armor off, but I got my glasses on now. <laughs> Good night, Black Knight. <laughs> in just a moment. Which room in your house is used most? Well, it's probably your kitchen. That's where you have to spend a great many hours. It's a room that's mighty important to the whole family. Then, shouldn't the kitchen be as bright and cheerful as you can make it? Now, there are many things you can do to accomplish this, but nothing will help more than to keep your linoleum floors glistening and spotless with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. And nothing will save you as much work as glow coat. This easy-to-use polish needs no rubbing or buffing at all. You simply pour it onto your floor, spread it around, and it polishes itself in 20 minutes while it's drying. Glow Coat gives a beautiful polish that's long-lasting and easy to keep clean. Filled things wipe up easily with a damp cloth. Many users write us that Glow Coat makes their linoleum last six times longer than unprotected surfaces. And, of course, Glow Coat does away with old-fashioned floor scrubbing. Buy a can of Glow Coat tomorrow. It's spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Next Sunday is not only dedicated to mothers, it is also National Hospital Day, in honor of the birthday of Florence Nightingale, the founder of modern nursing. Yes, so may we suggest you pay a visit to your hospital and uh, get acquainted with your most helpful neighbors. And don't forget, it's the men and women in white we turn to when everything looks black. Good night. Good night, all. Speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.